0: This is the podcast for May 1st, 2020. I'm going to talk about what new read I discovered that I'm buying today, and also why I'm not as optimistic as everyone else about this gradually reopening of our economy. I think we have problems coming, and this is what I'm going to do about it.
1: Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks, and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom, how to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck.
0: remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own I am NOT an investment advisor I am simply talking about what I'm doing and our investments for your entertainment purposes so while we're originally going to do these podcasts twice a month with everything that's going on I've been doing them as often as it seems to be needed because everything's changing quickly. So let me start by talking about a a little REIT I'm picking up today and picked up some yesterday called R E V I V E R E. It's a tiny company. It's like 22 cents a share, so it's very small. And they started just a few years ago buying um, investment properties, multi-residential, higher quality but targeted toward those of those of us in that 55 to 65 age range so it's not a retirement home in any means it's a basically an apartment living situation where if you're downsizing your house and you want to live somewhere in canada that's going to be reasonable and safe and clean. You can take the profits from the sale of your house and live in one of these apartments that they're creating. And they're they're kind of like communities, but I think with what's going on with COVID, we realize that uh, nursing home living is an alternative that many people do not want to engage in. So this type of housing will really uh, lend itself to amazing home care. So these seem to be like places, what I call aging to the end, where a person could purchase one of these, live an active lifestyle and gradually if they needed they could do what most of us want to do in our homes which is bring in care as needed so it's called v-i-v-e-r-e it's on the Canadian exchange look it up do your research it's very risky Um, uh, it is a REIT that started in New Brunswick Uh, I love New Brunswick for a number of reasons I don't like their property taxes but I love the fact for example with COVID they had one of the best managed provinces uh, they're not having, Vive. Uh, uh, REIT is not having any difficulty collecting rent. And they also have some properties now in the Toronto region and other areas. So I think they're a up-and-coming little REIT that uh, I'm comfortable owning and will continue to buy over time. That's Vive REIT. Now, as Canada and the United States, but Canada in particular, as we talk a lot about Canada, is starting to open up many people are starting to be very optimistic and some believe that the stock market in the month of april sort of you know uh, generally they say that the stock market predicts things ahead of time which i don't believe because no one can predict anything including myself but to talk about what we're seeing i don't know if a lot of people have sort of looked at the long-term multi-level issue of the self-isolation the impact on human behavior which is now changed forever, but also the impact on small business, many of which will not open. And in Canada, you know we have a significant number of our businesses are based on that, on small businesses and what they can do and provide. So, the issue then becomes, how do we go about doing it? How do we go about dealing with that? And for me today, I'm purchasing more insurance. I've talked before about Hicks on the Toronto Stock Exchange, as well as the... um, The American now on the New York Stock Exchange. There are many different ways to do this, and I've I'm uh, doing one, and I'll uh, I'll give you that um, symbol right now. And the uh, U.S. symbol is SRTY, and that's on the uh, uh, New York Stock Exchange in the United States. Now remember, these are very volatile and uh, risky. Uh, As the market goes up, these um, vehicles go down. Uh, in the Hicks, in the Canadian, it's 1 to 1, but in the American, it's 3 to 1. So if the uh, value of the stock exchange in the United States drops a dollar, this one goes up by 3 and vice versa. So it is very risky, and I, I've talked um, many months ago about insurance, and I've had this off and on throughout the past crisis, and it's been very valuable and helpful in maintaining value uh, regardless of the loss and fluctuation. So it's a very small part, probably around 10% now of what we have uh, invested in the stock market. So it's a, another way to keep a version of cash because what I do is if the market drops and crashes and these increase in value, I sell some of them and I use those cash proceeds to purchase undervalued stocks. And that's kind of been one of my strategies. So today, I've purchased VIVE REIT, R E V I V E R E on the Canadian uh, exchange, very small, high-risk company. Involved in the purchase of multi-residential properties and managing them for those in the 55 to probably 65 age range uh, The second is I've, I've purchased more insurance on Hicks, H-I-X, and S-R-T-Y on the U.S. That about 10% plus if you add the cash, we're ready to handle more drops and purchase some I, I guess we'd call them uh, bargains should they should they come forth. So the I'll just close with some more thoughts about the reopening of our economy here in Canada. So we have very different versions of the same. In Quebec, there's more of an open concept. Let's get it going. Kids are back to school, I believe next week. and there's an idea of herd immunity. Um, in Ontario, we're closed down again for a significant period of time. We were given some guidelines but no dates. It's becoming quite frustrating here in Ontario. New Brunswick, which has one of the best uh, managements of the crisis, as as well as uh, Saskatchewan, are starting to open up and doing it, of course, with social distancing and making sure seniors are protected and those that are vulnerable. But there becomes more and more science and data to support uh, this approach. If you look at the World Health Organization, I was just talking to a colleague, a friend about this, it's becoming quite confusing to me because initially they said, we all needed to isolate or we would be, we would perish. And they really supported the Chinese approach of lockdown and, you know, government control and threats and all of that, which we're facing today. Um, just yesterday, I believe it was the day before there was a press conference by the, their leader that said the Sweden model is one we should follow. Now, Sweden was, excuse me, Sweden was very much, you know, attacked by everyone. Scientists, uh, epidemiologists, World Health particularly, that said this is the wrong way to go about it. it." And Sweden started with a process where they were careful about um, how seniors and vulnerable people were taken care of, made sure people socially distanced, but kept restaurants open and kept everything open. Now, for a population of around 10 million, they have approximately 2,000, I believe, 500 deaths or so, which is somewhat higher by population base than others. But you have to factor in the The death rates with all of the other um, unfortunate consequences of the isolation we face. we We understand people haven't been exposed to cancer treatments. They haven't had a chance in Ontario to get uh, heart um, cardiac types of interventions. A number of people have perished because of cardiac conditions. So not to mention the mental health and the suicide rates. So we need to add to the uh, fatalities, the entire issue that's happening with the Swedish model or the model that we're using here in Ontario. Um and that's why it's getting confusing for sorry I've got a bit of a I don't have COVID, I just have a bit of a scratchy throat. Let me get some water here. We really do have to look at the the fact that we really don't know a lot. I mean the World Health Organization, which many people point to as being the go to secure data regardless of politics place seems to be flipping all the time as are many other people so i I, i'll tell you where where i'm going when it comes to the investment side so i believe there's we really kind of have three choices at one end you do a china model you lock down everybody uh you have government control no one leaves the house and everybody's isolated at the other end of the spectrum you do nothing and you know, millions of people perish because you don't take care of the people who are vulnerable. But in the middle you kind of have a Swedish model where <clears throat> unless you have a vaccine which we're not going to have for a year or two, and if you agree that being locked down for a year is not something we can do, that sort of gets rid of the Chinese model. If you agree that just letting people do anything or or encouraging people, we can it's a free society, but let's say we don't protect seniors or those that are vulnerable And we, which results in millions of deaths, we know that's not an option. It seems that we're only left with the one in the middle, which is the Swedish model, or a model where you socially distance, you protect seniors and those that are vulnerable, you continue to assist those who can't work because of this, but you encourage as much economic activity and social uh, connectedness as healthy. And I think that's where we're at. It's not the best solution, But if there's a fourth somewhere, please email me, text me, I'd love to hear about it because it has impacts on our investment. But if we look at that second one that I just described, which I believe is probably going to happen, and we see it now across Canada, the implications to economics are significant. We will not have a quick recovery. We will be in a significant downturn for a significant period of time. And so the... The consequences of, as I've discussed, with uh, main streets and small towns shutting down, rural communities not being able to um, go to restaurants or have restaurants or even any type of that food available will result in everyone associated with that not having work or or a, a reason to have a business. So this will take probably a year or more to get through so insurance for me and some cash is really important and continuing to invest in some companies that that are taking it i guess are are being fair and trying to help with the gaps we see now in our economy Uh, on a sell side with boston pizza going up significantly i've i've liquidated that i think it went from six dollars to i believe eight something uh it was one of my recommendations not that long ago and i also um took out half of my investment in Viamed. It also went from, I believe, six to nine, something like that. So I took, I took a profit there. And as someone once told me, there's nothing wrong with taking a, taking a profit. To summarize, I've invested in Vive Reit, V-I-V-E-R-E, and that's on the Canadian exchange. Um, insurance, both on the Canadian and the U.S. exchange, on the HICS, H-I-X for Canada, and S-R-T-Y, very volatile and risky. But that's what I'm doing today. I look forward to uh, talking again, probably uh, sooner than two weeks from now. Uh, Have an amazing day. Talk
1: soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's awesound.com.